0: It's time for Running Building the Game, the building game, the
1: game with, with Jason and friends, for tabletop game, games the is game, on the phone never
2: ends, it's at the end, end of, the of the episode,
1: episode. that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast, today is Monday, December 7th, and you're listening to episode 445, I'm your host Jason Gutarski,
2: this is what I sound like all the time, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Hi, this is this is Jason Slingerland, and I've got all the best ideas. And like, I just like a new game like every week, and like, I'm really kind to people, which I think will get me somewhere in life. But I, I'm not <laughs> sure how that's working out so far. But I'll just record 500 more podcasts so I have virtual friends in my life to continue to uh, uh, just. Inflate my ego and give me everything I've always wanted.
0: I don't know if that was supposed to be (laughs) Jason.
2: Jason's awesome. Yeah, I I don't know if that was supposed to be an
1: insult or not, (laughs) but like it was, it was, it was good. Like I was, I I was it. it.
2: I'm really not very good at insulting people. I just usually keep clearly. It it festers and comes out in tight muscles in my neck.
1: (laughs) To be clear, you. To be clear, you quote said. I'm Jason, and I design a new game every week, and I'm really kind to people. like, like, ooh, burn. Sick sick burn. burn,
0: (laughs) Get a list of burn centers in the United States, quick.
1: (sighs) So listeners, if you can't tell, I'm Jason Slingerland. We also have uh, Jason Katarski here, and finally, Jason Amato. Yeah, woo,
0: triple Jason.
1: We we might call her Nicole, but uh, really, (laughs) her name is Jason. Most people don't know, that's her middle name, is Nicole Jason Amato. It's, it's pretty one. exciting. So, so the, we have, I have, uh, I have this group together, the three of us, uh, minus Julio, because you heard Julio recently, and and frankly, Julio is not really compatible on these episodes because he's going to give good advice and be serious <laughs> and be really useful. Wow! And I'm going to have to wrangle whoa, 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 these whoa, two whoa. dorks the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you are. He mostly just wrangles me. Hey, Julio, did you see that new? I didn't. Is it a game? Because if it's not, we shouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> so. We need him on every episode Sorry, to keep us on Dad. track. He's really good. No
2: way.
0: Remember that time you let me talk for eight minutes about a spider?
1: That was one of our best episodes ever. <laughs> I don't think, honestly, I think Julio would have been on board with that. Um, because that was a really good story. I like, know, that was the, like the moth quality story. But
0: the best part of the story was the look on your face while I was telling it, which <laughs> did not get captured. Because you were just it like, it was, so amazed through the entire thing.
1: You were saying things that were terrifying me. Um, like things that were just really triggering a lot of feelings and OCD. Um, there's an episode, I don't remember which one it is, but it's an episode, it's within the last year, and it's called Along Came a Spider. Uh, I highly recommend people to go listen to the first about 10 or so minutes of that episode and listen to Cole's spider story because it is it is it's a uh, ride. It's a journey. It, it's it is a journey. Um, I've linked it for people before on Facebook when you've said something about a spider. I think you were talking about Travis uh, Magrum, and I was like, uh, dude, just listen to this. It's so, yeah, yeah. you got to listen to this. Yeah, so.
0: that's true. That little, that cute little spider Travis befriended was also... Uh, I, I was into that spider.
1: Travis, so Katarski, Travis yeah. in these pictures, and Builders, too, sorry, I guess. Builders, if you're listening, whatever. <laughs> um,
0: if anyone's listening. So
1: Travis was letting this thing crawl all over i mean like on your shoulder on your face it was a cute look was was like, what am i supposed to travis was like what am i supposed to do about it and i was of course just thinking like kill it with fire i mean not when it's on your face (laughs) but like nicole listen i know all the reasons to not kill a spider um and i've actually gotten better about if a spider is not too terrifying i will take it and i will put it outside um Mostly because, like, I felt guilty that when my kids would be like, "Can you save this and not throw it in and throw it outside?" and I would say yes, and then I would just squish it when they weren't looking and <gasps> pretend to throw it outside. Do you know? What we did? I know I'm awful. Do you
0: know what we did to my mom once? One of my fish died, and my mom had gotten so attached to my fish, she had like named them all. And I told my stepdad, I was like, "No, bro, you gotta go on your lunch break and go get a new fish for her." I was in high school. <laughs> And I was like, no, bro, you gotta go get her a new fish. And he got a new one, and it was, like, easily 50% bigger than the original fish. And my mom, bless her heart, was just like, it got so much bigger! And I was like, (laughs) it sure did, Mom! It sure did.
1: Oh, Wow. You know,
2: I I am pretty weak. Power of denial. (laughs) Uh, Back to spiders. Enough with the fish. Uh, (laughs) Um... I'm pretty weak when it comes to horror movies, but uh like the first horror movie I saw was, was Arachnophobia. I think That's not really oh, a horror oh. movie. That's Which not really a horror movie. It's not a horror drama. movie at all. It's but so I so funny. It is so funny, but I thought I was so tough for watching that movie. I'm like, I'm gonna stay up late and watch USA's up all night and arachnophobia and it's gonna be so good and so scary. And I'm like Oh, this is kind of funny. And then it took me like years to realize, like, oh, it's more of a comedy than it is yeah. like an actual horror movie. But it's I so understand
1: good. that it's a comedy. I've always known that. And you know what? Terrifying. I still don't ever want to <laughs> see that movie. Oh my gosh. That huge spider. Yeah. My, John my favorite Goodman, thing though? about the movie. Yeah, John Goodman was good. My favorite thing about the whole movie, though, is um uh when when the spiders get it on. Um <laughs>
2: No, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. You're into spider Go form but here. Just,
1: just not into <laughs> no, spiders. No. no, 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 no. So the, the the general, right? That's what they call the big spider in that. Um, trust me, they do. That's what they call him, the general. Uh, I think when when he shows up um at at the place, he like goes into the like the um the barn or whatever, and then you see the other smaller spider, like the mom spider, right? Um, and like they walk up to each other, and you just see them like standing next to each other, like they like touch legs. And I'm like, Allison, it's just like, it doesn't do that, but in my head, like, like some sex acts or something, yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like something like that. Um, so, anyways, I just thought that was hilarious because I was like, even when I saw that, like as a kid, I was like, oh, I know what's happening there, <laughs> they're making baby spiders, even though I don't think that's how it actually happens, but um. Well, that's also, I don't think you can have two spiders of different breeds have babies. I don't think arachnophobia
0: was in any way trying to be scientifically accurate. I'm not
1: saying that. I mean, the spiders are draining people's bodies like vampires. Like that's, <laughs>
2: and they're little spiders. I mean, this is this is what taught me the value of uh, pneumatic nail guns and. Flaming, yeah. ha- flaming hairspray bottles. Yeah, <laughs> Like yep. all yep. the things that I'm going to use one day in a zombie apocalypse. So um, I'm cool. So,
0: so one of my neighbors, uh, I was telling him about the spider and he was like, yeah, I came. He said that he came home one day and there was a bat in his apartment. <gasps>
1: that happened to me. Please tell me he got rid of the bat. You he can't live with the bat.
0: He opened all the doors in his apartment and then went into his bedroom and just stayed in his bedroom but he left all the other doors in the apartment open like so anybody could have just walked in and he was just like praying that it would just leave right and then when he came out the next morning there were two bats (laughs) (laughs) and uh well, well my favorite bat story was my uncle like called his buddy and was like hey there's a bat in my house I need you to come over and help me with it and his buddy came over my uncle had on like all of his hockey gear and like his hockey stick and was just like Please help me. And then, like, they couldn't do it. And they called his other buddy. And then the other buddy gets there. My uncle's in his and all of this stuff. His buddy's got a laundry hamper on his head, like a laundry basket on his head. He's got, like, all this <laughs> other stuff. The other guy comes in. He's like, where's the bat? And they, like, show him. And he goes in, pulls out a gun, and shoots it, and then leaves. And I was like, there's so many problems with this story. Was anyone else home? Someone could have been shot. Now you got oh. a hole in your house. From a gun being shot into a bat. Like, there were so many problems with the story. It's amazing.
1: Um, that I'm, uncomfortable. Is, yeah. I'm uncomfortable.
0: I'm, also, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable having, having lived with that for so long. I have to get it out. This is the therapeutic. I
2: have, yeah, I appreciate that. So
1: I have one bat story that I've never shared on the show. So I'm going to share it. And then I promise we're going to talk about games. But, okay, so <laughs> it's listen. It's like
0: game about bats.
1: Um, so... I, my mom and I, well, I was like probably 12 or something, right? And the story starts out sad. Our dog had just died. Oh, right? no bummers. In the middle of the night, like it was like midnight or something, our dog died, right? Oh. So we are home, um, sitting in our living room, like sad, right? And a bat flies in. <gasps> um, so, yeah. So, and it's just my mom and I, um, both of us terrified of bats. I mean, Did you I'm have the door like, open? I, we have no... It was an older house. I mean, okay, it could have been, okay. you know... I mean, like, if there was a bat in my house now, I'd be concerned, like, how did that get in here? Exactly. In that house, I'm not surprised at all. So, so yeah. So, the so the bat starts flying around, and it flies over to the... um. It flies over to, like, the curtains, and I hit the curtains, and it falls to the ground, right? Like, behind the stereo.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, And so, I grab a hockey stick, funny enough. And start, like, jamming it underneath the stereo just trying to crush it, right?
2: Jesus. (gasps) Um,
1: Now, what I didn't realize was that bats can't just take off off the ground, right? They have to, like, climb. Now, if I'd known that, I would have moved the stereo and I just would have, like, stomped it or something, right? But I didn't. Um, Now, I'm wrapped in a blanket, right? Because, like, I mean, I'm taking precautions, right? So I'm wrapped in a blanket doing this hockey (laughs) stick thing. And I'm like, I wonder if I got it. And then I see something move and I look up and it's climbed back up the curtain again. And it looks at me and it's like, it's on. And then it jumps off and starts flying. I quick cover my head as it lands on my forehead. Stop so it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop with it. it stop with it. the thing down. So like it no. didn't actually touch my skin, but like it landed on my head. I flipped the blanket and then it flew off, ran and hid. Like we went like um, we just went upstairs, shut the door. Uh, the next day we came down. No windows open or anything. Right. Our neighbor comes over. We searched for hours and never found it. Oh we still God. have no idea where it went. Whatever happened, um, oh. but it was awful. And uh, yeah, so I'm afraid happened. of bats, and I'll I'll I'm you, not afraid.
0: I'll tell you what happened. My I'll uncle called his buddy, and he came over and shot <laughs> it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I wish your uncle had been there to shoot a bat for us. Well, um, since
2: this would, these would have been great stories for like an October episode. Oh but,
0: that's so true. But this oh, so time is
2: irrelevant. Yeah, Let me just time tell time you is this. Irrelevant. This one time I came downstairs and there was a flying reindeer in my living room and I didn't know what to do with it. And you can't kill it because like, you know, it's, it's Christmas Eve. It's the law, yeah. Sure, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Never yeah. I mean technically it was trespassing, like it was in my home, I could have defended myself. Um but I didn't want to ruin yeah, Christmas if, for everyone. No,
1: it would if, have murdered you. If an this endangered... is how that would have
2: played out. It would have hooked Wait. you,
1: crapped on your floor, and then flown away.
0: If an endangered <laughs> animal is in your home and you kill it in self-defense, because you're not supposed to kill endangered creatures, right? What, a... Which law takes precedent
2: there? That's uh, Depends on which dimension you're in, I think. <laughs> no, which, no
1: which... they covered that. Like, listen. I know really South Park has been person. good and bad, but <laughs> back in like the first season of South Park, they covered that actually. Really? I haven't watched South Park since the first season, but they covered it uh, when uh, his uncle would say, "You're not allowed to shoot this animal unless it's attacking you." So they like they'd see the animal, "It's coming oh, right for forest. me," and then yeah. they'd shoot it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's good. That's yeah, good. So
1: that's. That's it, yeah. That's I don't know for sure what, I, what happened.
2: I don't know what what magical flying reindeer you have in your mind that are going to be so aggressive and mean that we need to shoot it. Or I don't think I don't think that was why is it there. in your house.
1: No one said we should shoot it except for Nicole's friend who shoots bats. I but- mean,
2: there's so many movies about this. Like Santa was obviously in jail, and the reindeer like had to do the job.
0: So many movies about this.
2: Is <laughs> it Santa Why? always? Uh, Santa's always in jail. Like he's like. When is Santa in jail? I mean, I don't want to give away spoilers. It's holiday movie season, you guys. Do the work. um Do the work and do
1: find me, it yourself. Somebody did recently point out to oh, me. I'm not allowed uh, to type online. on the show. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Please don't type. <laughs> That's um, it. I'm gonna it on my phone. Um. The uh. Uh. The Santa Claus could have been called "My Dad Killed Santa." <laughs> And then stole his identity because that's basically the opening thing of the movie. He sees Santa Claus on the roof. He yells at him. Santa trips and falls and dies. And uh, basically Tim Allen murdered Santa Claus, which doesn't surprise me. Sounds Tim like Allen what is Tim a Allen, a Allen would flower, do. So. Yeah.
2: Totally.
0: There's more than one movie about Santa getting arrested.
1: See? Yeah. What? He I already you? said that. Creepy I, old guy sneaking into people's houses him. in a costume. I
2: mean, of course he gets arrested. You got to believe me. I tell true things to people. And that's what we're about on this right, podcast. So. True mm. things. Let's get back to true things.
1: Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, we're going to talk about something interesting today, I hope. Um, we're going to try to. And uh, so I was thinking a lot. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to have a cool guest on an upcoming episode. I'm not going to say who they are right now. Uh, but they're going to be us. on new, an episode coming up. And <laughs> it's we definitely are not, not It's a guest, yeah. <clears throat> not one of the hosts. Uh, I mean, if it was a cool person, it would definitely be Julio. Um, but no, this is actually something. Oh, burn! I know. I'm kidding. Hold on, let me get you know my Neosporin
0: y'all. for this burn. <laughs>
1: um, is but Neosporin anyways, for burns? So, um, sure. Uh, I, I think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I am. Gonna, know. Why is that even a question we're talking about?
0: Gonna let you finish.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll see. Um, So anyways, what I was saying was this person who's going to be on the show had a great idea for us to talk about uh, some different things. And one of the things for their upcoming episode um, we talked about was the idea of like, what can game designers do, experienced game designers? What can we do to pay it forward uh, in helping out new designers? So there's two things I want to talk about here. Um, One, I I don't want to just... First of all, I don't want to just limit this conversation to us, right? I don't want to say that, like, what can Jason, Jason and Jason slash Nicole do for game designers? Because we all know it's make this podcast and brighten your lives and make you better game designers. No, Um, but I don't want to just limit it to us and what we can do. I want to put it out there as what can we talk about that all game designers can do, you know, especially more experienced and more established game designers. What can, what can all of us do? But two, I do want to start with the personal side. And I'd love to talk through things that designers, other designers or people have done for you that have helped your game design career.
0: Oh, my God. That's a lot.
1: Dead silence. That's
0: a big cool. question.
2: Let's start with that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, that's what was guiding my thought processes for, like, what can game designers do is looking at that, looking at what have people done for me. Um, I I go back to Chris Kirkman is my kind of one of my earliest connections in the industry. And he was just, he was an open book to me. Um, If I had a question, I, I, he made it me feel like I could like totally ask without feeling stupid. And uh, he gave me as much info as I wanted, you know, like, there wasn't like secrets, you know, it was just like, I was like, how do you do that? And he would, he would say, well, we do it like this or I do it like this. Um, So I think that that's something I really have. I love to share ideas too. Like I love to share things that I have experienced uh, with others who are interested. Um, uh, So when people come to me, like I try to just like be as, Open is appropriate. You know, I'm not going to break any NDAs. I've only signed like one NDA in my whole life. But, That's like, not what
0: I was thinking when welcome. you said appropriate.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I would just share, um, you know, like if people have questions like, oh, this is what I do or this is how I do this and this is why I do this and this is what I heard or here's an idea and I process out loud. So sometimes they don't get the best idea. They just get an idea um but like that's their job right is to like if you're going to somebody that's that's like and looking for help like it's kind of your job to sort sort out the value from the not valuable stuff i think but like the, yeah just like being open uh, was really huge to me like when i would have a question and i was curious that and every little piece of information that was given to me it felt like this really exciting piece of a puzzle that I was putting together to figure out like what it looks like to make games, um, or what to do with it once you've made a game. Oh, whatever.
0: Well, see you guys.
2: Good later. Get out of here. Uh, I do want to
1: point out that you said that it's on the person receiving the advice to know whether or not it's useful advice. (laughs) <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose like, hey man, I really need help with this new game and I am just not sure what to do and you're so experienced, like, well here is some advice. I'm
2: gonna give you some advice. Well, uh, so give every thought. Uh, sounds gonna be good. Sounds okay. good yeah, <laughs> right. Well, like, it's the not mine. My... <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. So it's right. like here's yeah. what I would do if I were you, or here's what I have done. Now you don't have to I... do it this way. Like, um I mean you, you that's what like your analytical brain is for is to like sort what fits you because we're I'm not you. I don't want to do half the crappy games you're doing or work Thank with the, the awful people <laughs> that you're always working with, but just kidding. get yeah, love Ooh, everyone. Gosh. Um see I'm trying to get you back for that really nice that really nice show. they are going to be upset. <laughs> I love all of you. Uh just don't want to work with me cuz I'm difficult. Um yeah. Yeah, like um, we're all different, so like different stuff is going to work for different people.
1: Right. That's 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 good. And I, I certainly Kirkman, I I remember seeing how he was so helpful to you and answering your questions and stuff and just being a good dude. Um, and you have done a lot of that for me when it comes to publishing stuff or talking about things with game design. I've you know, we met early, early on. And um, and I I always thought mistakenly that you were like a really good game designer. Um, then, uh, <laughs> no, I'm I really get
2: at- it you're one of hope.
1: those you're one of that small group of game designers that like i looked up to in the beginning as like like this pinnacle for like i want to i want to be where they are um and then you because you cause like you think like they're like look at these people they're at the top they haven't made it so easy for them like riddle and pinchback were always somebody for me like two two people oh, for me yeah. that i always put on this high pedestal right and like they're just these two dudes like, and they've got some games and they've, they're pretty successful, but like Matt Riddle will tell you like, he's like, or Ben will too. Like, we're not like, we're not Kathala, Right. Like we don't have like a ton of like, we're just these people. We have just as much trouble getting things published as any of you do. Like, and it's not, but as an early as a game designer, I think it's really easy to see these people that have four or five games out there and think, Oh, it's if I just could do that, it'll be so much easier. It's going to be so much easier. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that I've had a lot of people who've been willing to just talk to me about stuff and help me with stuff and just give good advice and feedback. You included, surprisingly. But um, uh, you've always been... Though you act like you're like, take it or leave it. But you're usually like, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
2: you don't have to you listen were to bad right. advice like, either.
1: You were, you were usually right. So what well, about you, Nicole? Top those stories.
0: No, I feel the same way. I, I in the beginning, you know... I asked a lot of people a lot of questions and people would be like, Oh, you should talk to so-and-so. And I would be like, I have no idea who that person is. And then I'd go talk to them and I'd find out that they're like the president of their company. And like, like I remember Jason Tagmire was like, Oh, you should go talk to Christopher Bedell while you're at PAX and like, ask him all these, ask him these questions that you have, you know? And I was like, you know, we, we like had no idea who he was. We like looked up his company on the like map. We found him and he was like, Oh, I'm actually on my way to go. Like, to a meeting and then proceeded to talk to us for like twenty minutes. And like is now like a good friend of ours. It's just weird that like I afterwards I was like, oh, he's like the president of the company. And they're like (laughs) they're like a big they're like a fame they're like a pretty big deal of a company. And I was just like, you know, and that's how everybody was. Like everybody was that nice and that like giving of their time and their advice. And so Mm -hmm. I've just I've always tried to be that person too and the the one thing that I that I've tried really hard at doing is if I don't know the answer, I try to connect them with a person who I think would know the answer. So yes. So I either am like, Hey, I don't have the answer to that, but I know so-and-so I can introduce you or, Hey, I don't have the answer to that. I don't make that kind of game, but these people do here's their contact us page. You should talk to them about it. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Yeah, I um I try to do a lot of intros like that whenever I can for people. Somebody who's actually been in the just in the last um year and a half since I've really known them, Banana has been really like she's amazing at like when you're like, "Hey, I do you know anything about this?" and she's like, "Um, not really. Here's who you need to talk to. Do you want an intro?" Like and sure. then she'll just like line you up and like I've met several great people who I can work with on things because of her just being so willing to give intros. We've had quite a few good guests on the show um, because of her saying, oh, let me get you in touch with these, these three people. You should have them on your show. They're great. Um, and she's never been wrong about that. So
0: yeah, she's a so superstar. Yeah. I, I adore her. She's so great.
2: Very cool. Very, yeah, very great. Yeah. It's cool. Cause like, if you think about like what we do, like making games, like whether you're publishing or game designing, like, it's this weird thing I think we're all like very proud of like as like it's it's our it's it's our geek badge we wear on our sleeve and like like whatever nerdy hobby you have like you're excited to be able to share that with someone who's even a little bit interested. So I think that's one thing that this industry has going for it is that like it is very friendly in that way of like let's all get together and share, you know, like the, the stuff with each other um, and make everybody better. Cause if you're into what I'm into, I'm probably going to be what you're into, what you're into as well.
0: Well, also when people ask me <laughs> questions, I think about how I felt when I was walking around trying to talk to people. And I think about mm. like how small I felt and how I felt like I didn't know anything. And I realize like, I realize like there where I was, you know, the people asking me for help are where I was then And that the people who helped me then had at one point been where I was also, they were like, we like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Where do I start? You know what I mean? So it's like everybody just kind of paying it forward. That, yeah, that sense was grammatically horrifyingly bad. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, But no, I think that that is a big aspect of it is being like being willing to share share your relationships with other people, you know, like, Oh, these, this, these people are good for this. You should talk to them. Right. And, um, I, I try that a lot, but also, you know, I mean, um, I I've had like, I've had people from the show ask me like, Hey, you know, I'm working on this game. I've got some questions like on discord. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, like, let's just, let's, let's go to like a private message and let's and show me your sell sheet. Like, let's let me look at your sell sheet. I'll give you some feedback if you want it. Um, and then give a bunch of feedback and say like, these are my opinions, right? Like they may not be perfect. Um, you know, but here's how I learned how to make a sell sheet. Right. right? Um, and I'll usually show them a couple of mine and say, this is, this is what works for me. Um, I've seen publishers respond to it in a positive way. Um, I've had, you know, it wasn't like the way that I'm most currently doing sell sheets comes from Isaac, uh, Shalev. Um, I like the way he did it. for some of our games and I've just kind of co-opted that style and started using it. Um, So I think that's the other thing is like one of the things that you said, Nicole, was, um, you know, I remember what it was like when I first started out wandering around the convention hall, right. Trying to figure out who to talk to. And I don't know about you all, but sometimes I still feel that way. Right. I I mean like where you're like, who do I need? Like it's (laughs) this new company. Like I don't even know who any of those people are. I'm talking like at last year at Gen Con 2019 talking to like some larger publishers that I don't normally talk to. Like, I felt like that person all over again because I was like, you have no idea who I am. You don't know any of my games. Um, I might as well have not designed any other games. Like you are fully just, we are this conversation and that's what you're taking all this from. And, um, and that was a good reminder of what it's like in those positions to be like, oh, gosh, like this is nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to not be afraid that even, you know, if you're somebody who's listening to the show, who's who's got a few games out there or who's just been doing this for a long time and you feel comfortable like, oh, I know quite a few people and I know that there are things to do. You're still going to have times when you don't know, right, when you're going to be like, uh, what exactly should I do with this? don't be afraid to like humble yourself and just ask people to say like, I want to learn more about this. Um, Because I think that, you know, I have seen that with lots of game designers who've said, I'm really good at this, but like I could be better. And I'm interested in your opinion and, and why you feel that way about this game. I mean, it's so different than what we do with playtesters, right? When we say, give me your feedback. um, It's just also willing to be able to do that on bigger things. Like, which direction should I go in with this? How should I handle this problem when it comes to games? That sort of thing, right? Outside of just, like, the design of one game.
0: Well yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say that uh, experienced and established game designers can do is, uh, I mean, right now, this might not be true in the future, in post-COVID times, but right. there are so many online playtesting groups right now. And if you really mm-hmm. want to help, you know, new designers, you know, Going in there, playtesting, giving feedback—like that's always a huge help, you know. Because who knows if you're—you know—some people are just you know playtesting a game and they're just like, you know, it just needs one thing, and like you might be mm-hmm. that person who who like, yep, has that one idea that can help them out, you know.
2: Yeah, that's that's good. That's a really good point. I I think um, I think there's something about like being aware of like who you are and like what you're good at or best at maybe as a designer like is Mm -hmm. gonna be super helpful too. like to like not try to give like all the feedback and all the information if it's not like your thing you know like um i kind of felt bad a couple like years ago when i would be at unpub and i just remembered thinking like okay i want to play test some games but like I know that like 90% of these games, I'm not going to be helpful on just because they're not the right. way like my brain works or like, I, I like small, I like quick, I like simple. Um, like I have a pretty good idea of like the level and my own biases towards games too. So like, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in a giant tabletop playtest and try to make it into a filler game. Uh, I'm just going to say, I like... I am gonna. <laughs> I mean, I would try. That's what would happen. I would sit there and be like, I don't know, you could, like, take, like, everything but this part out, and it would be really cool. <laughs> um, so... so <laughs> Two-hour euro. Have you considered yeah. making it a trick taker? <laughs> Let's just throw this board away and all these tokens. Just give <laughs> me that deck of cards. Um, <laughs> like, just being aware of, like, how you can be the most impactful. Like... Um, yeah. Is is because because I mean we want to be generous, we want to be helpful. I think we want to like geek out with with new people, but also like we can't like there are not enough time resources and margin in our lives to to help every case that comes around so i think that like the introduction thing is a really good way to do that it's like oh that's not really my thing i can pass you off to somebody else um or just be like cool but like hey that's not really my thing i wish you know best of luck you know that yeah, kind of yeah. thing you know if if you know yeah. who you are
0: uh one of the thing, it's funny that you mentioned that about going to unpub like for me going to unpub metatopia the thing i dread the most is Like, and this is going to sound so hysterical, but the thing I dread the most is sitting down and playing a game and then just loving that game because I'm like, Oh, my feedback is going to be useless
2: Mm.
0: because (laughs) like, cause like, and I will, I will like build up my anxiety so much trying to be like, what feedback can I give them? That isn't just like, no, I love this. Please don't change it. You know? And I've, I've actually found myself like if I'm in a place that's like that and somebody's like, Oh, I think you you should change this to this. I've I've found myself being like I completely disagree. Like I don't see, think see that's that you where you're helpful, anything. though, right? <laughs> it's just you know I've been I just feel like you know I've heard so many times like saying the game is good is not good feedback. You know what I mean? That I just like start I just start panicking like halfway through it because I'm like, how can I be critical? How can I help you? What can I do?
1: <laughs> well, I think I don't think you have to be critical though. I think that there, if you love a game like. Um, one of the best pieces of feedback I heard in a game one time from somebody was they they finished playing the game and they said you should just publish this game it's ready to go like and it was like that's not saying it's good right and they were right. wrong they were absolutely wrong but like that was feedback it me? no it wasn't it. it wasn't <laughs> me. no no
2: that's the um, only feedback Nicole Gibbs is like yeah, it's ready to go let's, let's yeah, do no.
0: it. I'm well, the hype so, man I am the hype man right. I'm there to make feel
1: it so was, good. it was nice because it was specific right it wasn't. Hey, this, this game is really good. I super loved this game. Right. Like, cause you could just say that, but when you're saying to someone like you need to get this game published, right? Yeah, like, yeah. in fact, in those instances, Nicole, one of the things I've done is said, like, I think this is, this is really close. Like which publishers are you looking at? Have you considered these, these, and these? Like, that's I'll also actually really throw- good.
0: That's also really because good.
1: That, you know, that tells them, Hey, yeah. I believe in this and yeah. also talk to these people.
0: I, I've done that also where I've been like, This game feels like it would be a good fit for you know X, Y, and Z publishers. That's also, yeah, that's really good. Yeah,
1: I showed a game to Gilmore one time, he played it, and um, like 30 minutes later, Dominic Crapuchetes comes over from North Star Games and is like, Hey, um, are you Jason? and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know who he was at the time, right? Like, but he's like the wits and wagers guy, right? Right. Um, and then also, you know, the president of a company. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, he's like, hey, uh, can I like, uh, Jonathan told me you had this game I should try, and I was like, what? And I look over and Jonathan just like smiles and gives me a thumbs up, and I was like, <laughs> wow, like, um, so it was just, I mean, like, that was amazing for him to say, like, he was looking out for me, like, he was like you should try this game. Like it's a good fit for, for your company. So that's really cool. Right. Yeah. We, Um,
0: we once had an appointment with a company and our friends were with us. And I was like, Oh, you should, you have, you should talk to him about the game that you guys are pitching. And she was like, this is literally the pitch for your game. Like (laughs) what, like you're literally here. And I was like, no, but you guys should exchange like cards at least. You know what I mean? Like."
2: Awesome.
1: Um, One of the things that Jason said that really stuck with me was you said, you know, knowing what you're good at. And I think that that's important too, to know your skills so that you can give those to people, right? So that you can use those skills specifically with people. A good example is, is Mr. Amato uh, uh, Anthony um, and how Nicole said, you know, he will just compulsively redesign graphics for people to show them how to lay cards out better or something or, he didn't he was trying to like show me how a logo could look for one of my games and literally while we were having a video chat just did he it. designed a logo and just, just sent it to it. me and it was great um my favorite thing to me-
0: watch is him at a convention where <laughs> everybody else will be giving feedback and he'll just be like drawing on a napkin or on a piece of paper <laughs> right. and yeah. he'll and, and then like everybody else will be giving feedback and he'll be like here's what your card should look like like I, this is how you. This is right, how right. of your card should look. Or he'll be like, "This is what your board should look like." He'll just redo, and i right, right. And I'm just like, "How?"
1: Because like, he's how? got the brain for it, right? There's I mean, and that's for it. I think that's what's so important is knowing what your how your brain works and how you can be helpful to them, right? Um, you know, some of the questions that I've heard really good designers ask, what I've like. I've suggested an idea, right? And I'm like, I'm like Jason, like I, um, I tend to process like by speaking. Um, and so like, I, I will always say to people, I'm going to throw out some ideas and they might be really bad, but I'm going to throw them out because it's how my brain works. Um, and so I'll just say an idea and then to have like, you know, some people just shoot it down, but to have super experienced game designers say, I don't like that. And here's why, right? I, Eric Lang did that one time when he was trying one of my games and he, um, and he was like, no, that's not good because of, and he gave this like 60 second explanation. And I learned a ton from that explanation. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I have made that mistake in other games. I should probably not do that. <laughs> like, that's really good advice. Thank you. Um, so I think it's just understanding your own wheelhouse and how you can give that skill to other people right you know i mean it turns out that i have a velvety voice and love giving out uh ideas to people uh and uh telling people what to do and giving unsolicited advice so for me (laughs) podcast
2: that's it velvety
1: it is Uh, velvety Velvety. my velvety voice (laughs) so any other thoughts on like what's um what's what designers can do. Um, so here's, here's another thought. What's something that new designers could do to, um, to try and seek out this from, from other designers, right? Because like, if you don't, if you don't ever get out there, which is harder now, right? And like, see more experienced designers, how, how, you know, you're never going to get helped, right? No one's ever going to pay it forward to you if they never meet you, right, or never see any of your games. So, what, what can we what can we throw out there for newer designers to try and get out there in front of more experienced designers who can possibly help them?
2: Yeah, and in the past, uh, conventions, <laughs> right, es- right, especially like the smaller ones, were were yeah. ideal for that. Because there's less, like, maybe less of the experienced designers hanging around, so there's not as many to have to go and track down, um, and a little more time to be social and right. and get it. Right. Like Grand Con was great for that. Metatopia uh, is great best. for that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's like a that that one's like design specific, right? Like Metatopia. Metatopia was, is a hundred yeah. percent
0: playtest specific. Yeah, okay. it's yeah, like we, unpub, but everything is hyper hyper scheduled.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. And, yeah. It's
1: unpub, but like. Ran through a real tight schedule.
0: It's pub but with spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, basically,
2: yeah. Awesome, yeah. Like Proto Spiel uh, was, I believe it was born here in Michigan. Um,
0: I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, and that's that was that was great too uh, for mm-hmm. for making connections. So, like, I mean, luckily the social media, like, I I've, I've I back when I first started, I, I met a lot of people just from participating in Twitter conversations um yep, yep. and That's facebook so facebook threads um now yep. there's so many groups are the new thing and i i honestly don't i don't have the time for groups that i that i uh, did for twitter early on but like just find a place where you like feel comfortable i think like twitter was like okay i've only got 140 characters on twitter so i can only ask a somewhat stupid question in that amount of time uh and it's like pretty direct and open it's not like it didn't feel as like it didn't feel like you're like had to call somebody or like as formal as an email that was gonna get like lost in their inbox it was like a real-time thing and i think that though in those situations the good side if you're reaching out to a game designer um who who i mentioned maybe are a little bit ego driven because they're, they make things for the world and they enjoy putting themselves out there is that it gives them an opportunity to perform like their knowledge, like being asked to be on a podcast or being asked a question in a public forum. You're like, well, uh, the way I see it is uh, that I'm the best designer who's ever lived. And uh, I'm going to share that eloquently now. So for the whole world to see,
1: I actually think I know exactly what designer you're talking about. (laughs) No, Jason. So uh, I want to, I want to jump on that idea though. I, I still a lot of times will just tweet like, hey, design hive mind. Like, I have this problem. Solve it for me. And, like, people will, like, just give you advice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I found that asking specific people, hey, you know, have you ever done this? Like, ask them on Twitter. Like, that's cool because the worst thing they can do is just ignore you. But they probably won't because most of us game designers, like, have, like, Less than a couple thousand followers, so like you know what I mean. It's like Mm -hmm. it's we get really excited when people ask us questions. What we're saying is, please
0: pay attention to us.
1: Look at me. We need attention. Look at me. Um, I feel a little bad because I'm
0: thinking about all the emails I never replied to of people asking for stuff, and I feel really.
1: I I have been bad about that too. Um, where like I've not, you know.
0: I was good about it, and then when Anthony got sick, there were like times when I like couldn't answer any emails and then it was like once you don't reply to an email for like a couple of weeks then it just becomes like a guilt email and you're like i can never reply to this now
2: (laughs) right right (laughs) i'm just gonna leave
0: it in my inbox to feel bad about for the rest of my life
1: um i and, and then like as the sender you feel awkward like should i resend this Like, because I haven't heard back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll straight up say, like, I'll straight up say, like, I mean, I'm sure that nobody who listens to the show has has emailed me and not gotten an email back. But if if it's me. I'm sure some people
1: that do listen have done that to me, and I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) If if it's legit, if it is me, like, if you don't hear from me within a week, like, don't ever feel bad about sending me a second email. Right. Like, I like. Right. Like even my friends, sometimes my friends are like, cause you know, we're going through a hard time and sometimes my friends are like, Oh, I really wanted to reach out, but I didn't want you to feel pressured to reply to me. And I'm like, and I think, and I get it because like when someone, when one of my, if, if I know somebody who's going through a hard time, if I reach out to them and they don't reply or they do reply and they're like, Oh, I really can't talk. Like I feel I'm like just too overwhelmed then I feel bad for bothering them. You know what I mean? So it's right, like right. this like razor sharp line that you have to like walk, you know?
2: Totally. That's why I
1: just send you memes mostly.
2: Oh, I so. love it. Never yeah, stop. Because
1: I know that that's your love Never language.
0: My so. totally. love language is memes. Um,
2: yeah, I think I think there's also something about like uh Twitter and Facebook, those sorts of avenues, um, uh, that, that really values people's time. Like if you're gonna ask questions, because like if you send me an email, like it requires like effort and like a, a level of uh, formality. Whereas like yeah. if yeah. I'm on Twitter it's because I'm not doing anything else. Like, if I'm on... You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, So, like, that's that's when I'm going to, like, fire off, like, a response. Like, a tangent. Go on a tangent and share yeah, something. Yeah, that's really smart. Them. No, um, I should I, tell
0: I should tell people if they want to ask me questions to ask me on Twitter. That's really smart.
1: Not DM, though. they got to just, like, ask you, ask you. Because DMs are hard to remember to respond to as well.
0: But they so. also have to ask me on CB4 and not Toys because Toys is a private account. So, you will not see my reply unless... We are, we follow each
1: other. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I feel special now. Aww. So though I never tweeted you, I basically just always use Facebook messenger to send you messages. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: I barely ever use Twitter. So it's fine.
1: I don't use right. Twitter much. But. I
0: used to use it a lot though. Like Kaczorski saying, like I used to use it like a ton. Like I, like right. I used to communicate yeah. with people all the time on Twitter, but I just like
1: now, now I'm probably just going to join parlor, you know, cause uh,
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. i got a thing.
0: Now, hysterically, I'm just, (laughs) I'm mostly on Discord. Like, I'm almost exclusively on Discord.
1: I am loving Discord now that I have Um, it out as a desktop app so that I don't have to deal with it on my phone. And I'm I'm at my computer all the time now. So it's great. Um, I've got so many channels where I can communicate with different people. You know, I've got my own server. I've got, I'm on your server. I've got the building the game server. Plug for that. Um, That is a great way to communicate. Um so another thing that that made me think of though is is getting into Discord servers when it comes to like game design groups and stuff. Uh in Grand Rapids we have one called Grubs, uh which I've never really done much with. Grubbs. Um but Grand Rapids some, Unpublished
2: and, Board Game Society. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, fantastic people in that group too, like John, Jonathan Jeffer yeah, yeah. and uh Gray yep. Dietrich, uh, yep. like yeah. wonderful wonderful feedback givers and designers. So um
1: Yep. No, just tonight I was on a, Jonathan and I are working on the game together. And uh, just tonight I was in a playtest watching people play my game with Jonathan. Um, no, he was watching as well. And um, it was great. There were some awesome people playing it. In fact, some builders I know of, like Gray was playing it and Brad Batchelor um, and some others. It was really cool. So um, it was just great to watch them play it on TTS and get their feedback and then just be able to talk to people in in those types of things. There are a lot of people, and they're, you know, everyone's there because they want to help each other. Um, I'm sure that if you're in North Carolina, that Game Designers North Carolina has like a golden Discord that does all sorts of fancy stuff and blah, 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 blah. But um, check that out, too. Totally. I'm just kidding. North Whenever. Carolina, um,
2: I'm, see, I'm not over here talking about Twitter. You're all talking about Discord, and I'm old and slow on technology. And You're
0: not even the oldest one on this podcast, are you?
2: I don't know. Maybe. I
0: don't think you're older Discord than me. is basically
1: like IRC, buddy. Okay. It's the same thing. I don't even know what buddy. IRC
2: is. but I'm, When you say Discord, I think I about... Don't, I never used IRC know, either, but know, I know some people use it. You know what I think about when you, when you say Discord? What do you I think about? I think about Minor Threat, D- Ian McKay from Washington, D.C.'s record label that... That is like seminal punk rock history. That's all I can think of. No one
1: else thinks of that,
2: just you, buddy. Right? (laughs) That's
0: not true. I actually also think of the Discord record label.
2: Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm. I'm gonna be 41 uh, on Christmas. I'm
0: older than you. Okay.
2: Cool. Okay. Good. Good. You're old. You're like.
0: You're like good. You dumb old lady.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm gonna be more respectful now. Respect my elders. What what gonna, you, I'm going to, I'm going to try try and bring this back here. Wrangle us, Jason. Wrangle so, us.
1: Um, so I think that, you know, if, <laughs> if you are, if you're a new designer, <laughs> where's Julio when you need him? Um, if you're a new designer and you're looking to get some help from other designers, just, just, you know, f- use these avenues to kind of put yourself out there and be willing to, you know, work with people and ask questions and stuff. Twitter is a great one. Join Twitter, follow a lot of people. Um, and, and, you know, and, and just ask questions. Uh, if, you, if you have a local game design group that's gone online, by all means, do that so that you can communicate with them. I think it's great. Um, you know, get out there. You can always ask the show. If you if you need help, message us. Use Discord if possible because that is your best chance of getting a reply. Not the Maybe record label. Maybe for one of us. Not, yes, the not the record label. That is your best chance of listening to seminal punk rock. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So... So instead of a pitch tonight, um, because I frankly don't want to try and wrangle you jerks into oh, a pitch. Wow. Um, wow. So let's think Christmas is coming up soon. Holidays, lots of stuff coming up. Uh, it's December now. Um, so what is one to two games you would recommend that you like that someone should buy? Nicole is taking off her I'm oh, disrobing. Hoodie. That's good. I thought that maybe you had like a shirt with like a game on it or something and you were trying to show us that. Game. But no.
0: I was wearing my um, Deep Sea Adventure shirt yesterday. Aha. Uh-huh. Nice. I should have worn so, that today instead. So
1: what's, a, what's a couple of games y'all might recommend for somebody uh, looking to get some games for Christmas this year?
0: That's an ex- extremely difficult question, Jason, because all the games I want to play right now involve human beings in real life.
1: Okay, well, yeah. you could just say a couple games, and it would be okay.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like so, a normal person. Well, I mean, like, there's Safranito, which, you know, whenever we play games with our friends on Tabletop Simulator, they're like, what do you want to play? And I'm like, I want to play all games that we can't play on Tabletop Simulator. Like, I want to play <laughs> Safranito. I want to play Mord and Marosa. I want to play Avocado Smash. I want to play Avocado Smash again.
1: How? But all of those could be played by a family, though, right? If there's Absolutely, you know, they've got... absolutely. So,
0: Saffronito is yeah. out of is, print is, and was just... Is that just... the
2: spice throwing
0: game? Yes, it was just... It was just there was just a Kickstarter for a reskin oh. of it called Hibachi that just oh. ended like yesterday. Oh, so, man. I, I know. that,
1: which is crazy because I get notifications you back stuff and it's a lot,
2: buddy. Listen,
0: I'm real me? sorry. Kurt, oh, no, I thought you were talking no. about me.
2: Who? No. No. You, Katarski. I haven't backed stuff in like a year except for I, – I backed Helena's new game.
1: I met uh, yeah, creature, creature
2: Comforts. Yeah. That. Oh, and then that weird – the weird one um, with the tentacles coming out of the table. It's like a Japanese thing. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. And octopus like,
0: Crash. Octopus. Yeah.
2: Yes, like that. that's by Yes, um,
0: that's by Itten, which is a really good Japanese company. They make yes. a lot of really good games. They make it, the I... um, Tokyo Highway game. Yeah,
2: yeah. I wanted to they buy all Yakuza. the games, but I only bought that one because I'm like, I have too many games that are not opened yet. Uh, um, we've
0: played almost all of them, and that one's the best one. So you did great.
2: Oh, sweet. That's wonderful.
0: I um, also back the Octopus game, though.
2: Sweet.
1: I started, um, I've been on a buying binge of late of games, um, buying roll and write games and other random and write style games, just because I want to basically get as much data as I can for published roll and write games uh, going to publish one. Right. I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing. Um, So the ones I've liked the most recently that I would absolutely recommend to people are silver and gold by Pandasaurus. That may be my favorite roll and write currently um though one that i haven't played in a long time that i played with you back before all this started jason was corinth yeah and i loved that i we, we i bought it right away we just have never played it i don't know why um that's a really good one and then um what is another one i would suggest uh, uh patchwork doodle has been really good i really really like patchwork doodle um and then also just to, if you want one that you can like play with anyone like, you've got your non gamer family, you're looking for something easy to play. I would highly recommend Bloom by Game Rights. Oh, yeah. It's just a little tiny uh, roller. Right. It's like 10 it's, bucks. It's like
2: Quicks with a spatial element, kind of.
1: Yeah. It's real good. Yeah. Really like it. That's a good one. Nicole is leaving the show to what go is the
0: game that somewhere is the, else to get a game. That is the um, Flickin' Right. It is called
2: oh the the one from Sonora. Panasaurus. Sonora,
0: thank Sonora. you. Yeah, Sonora. That is showed a great up in the mail.
2: Today. Is it good? That's
0: great it's, to hear. I played I just it, at, bought I, it. I played it first at Metatopia when he had it. He literally made the game out of a lazy Susan. Oh, sweet. Um, and it was like I just like that. So at Metatopia, you can either register for the games that you want to play test, or you can tell the people who run the show like, "Hey, just put me in this kind of game." And at the oh. time, I was super into Roland Rights. So I said, "Just put me into any role and rights that you think need the most help. You know what I mean, or that you think right. would benefit then from you my got feedback." There, and it then, was a
1: flicking and right, and you flipped the table. It
0: was a flicking and right, and I was like, "It was like one of those times where, like, I mean, you guys know that I am not great at paying attention. <laughs> like, there are times <laughs> when I'm like too hyperactive to function in in a social just situation, cursing a lot. There's just too much happening, so." I sat down at the table and I was just like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes. Let's do this!" Like awesome. he couldn't yeah. explain the game fast enough to me. I was just like, "Yes, yes, more, 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 more. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. Let me do things. Let me flick. Let me flick." Like it's the final game is a little different than the original game, but yeah, it's still. If you like, man, if you like rolling rights and if you like crunchy, it's like a crunchy like like rolling mm. right. It's it's a lot of fun. Good,
1: good. No, that makes cool. me happy because I literally bought it just because oh, of it. me. Yeah. Yeah, that I bought TV. it. I just It just <laughs> came in the mail today. So, yeah, literally just came in the mail today. Awesome. Um, Because I, I've been on a binge of buying Roland rights. So I saw that and was like, oh, I should really buy this. So can I tell so you should buy it too. Yeah.
0: Can I tell you that um, Anthony's never played Yahtzee before and a friend of ours bought us cup noodles yahtzee
2: oh yeah i saw that one Uh that's great and
0: it was like it was like i like ripped the package open and i was like let's play this right now because anthony had never played yahtzee before and oh my god we had so much fun we had such a good time that's
1: awesome he was just like
0: he was like oh i can see why like why people like this game so much and then you know while we're playing it he's like oh like he's like, I can see how King of Tokyo was made from this. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you know, like, like he could see how like someone's love of Yahtzee could lead them to something amazing like King of Tokyo, which is Anthony's like one of his favorite games of all time. So it was very cool.
1: Um, Jason and I have a game for you all to try then, which is Yam Slam. which We both agree is a Yahtzee killer. It's pretty good. um, Because it is Yahtzee made way better. Yeah, so, Highly recommend. Slam.
0: I'm putting hearts on it. It's not
1: expensive. That's comes like, in a little metal tin. Everything. Yeah. It, I love that. The packaging. I have never seen a packaging on a game better than Yam Slam. It is perfect. Not even the way it fits together.
0: Not even like avocado smash, which oh comes in an avocado, avocado, avocado that has smash. the texture that feels like an avocado.
1: Like no, but for a I mass market dumb. game, it's it's just you'll understand when you get it. It's very well packaged. You'll okay. be like, wow jason was right it's not an avocado but shut up maybe um i
0: will say that cup noodles um yahtzee the cup feels like it's styrofoam it has the like oh that's awesome it has the like
1: that's well done texture on
0: the outside that makes it but it's also the loudest thing i've ever rolled dice in in my entire life
1: is it louder than you typing
0: it's louder than me typing (laughs) (laughs) it's like louder have you played tada that game with the wizards and the dice
1: no. no Oh
0: my god, that game is amazing. You should absolutely. Oh my god, you guys have kids. You should absolutely really? get tada. Oh okay, my god, it's well, so I'm gonna, much fun. I'm
1: sure I'll buy it after this. Yep. Though, so. Add it to It's just Christmas a game where list. you
0: like, you're like, you like, get these cards and you have dice and the cards have spells on them and the spells have the sides of the dice, right? So you're trying to roll the dice to get them to be the sides that you need to perform the spell. But Mm. you have to do some wacky thing every round. So like you'll flip a card. It'll be like everybody has to, you know, put one hand behind their back. So you're trying to pick up dice and put them in a like as quickly as possible in a cup one handed and like roll them and dice are falling on the floor. And then (laughs) some of the spells that you do, you cast on other people. So like somebody can finish a spell and be like, "Okay, Jason, you have to play the next round with your head touching the table. Oh, awesome! <laughs> and
1: then
2: nice. you still
0: have to do the other thing, so it's right. like you have to yell huzzah every time you roll the dice. <laughs> it's hysterical. That
1: sounds like a dice version of Yogi. Which, if you've ever never played Yogi, Yogi, Yogi is, um, I think that's a North Star game um, where basically you draw a card and it tells you what to do with that card, which is like hold it in your armpit, right, or hold it to your forehead. And then you have to keep drawing cards right. until you can't do it anymore. Oh my God. But you'll be literally drawing cards with like Twister on your face right. yeah, yeah. trying to draw a card. Um, the game plays in like five to ten minutes because somebody will screw it up by then. Oh, sure. And like it's player elimination, but it doesn't matter because it goes so fast. Uh, it's real good. It's real good. Um, so I
0: feel like we've said some really
2: good ones. Well, I haven't said any. Too, so. So. Like, can I say one?
0: Sorry, Katarski.
2: It's okay. Oh, you didn't? I didn't say anything. Except I just said, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and that yeah, that sounds good. Uh uh-huh. Well, oh, I like that one. Let me write it down. You agree that I'm Yam Christmas slam was good. Christmas. Yeah, I had to. You're the host of the show. Just kidding. Um so <laughs> I just ever made you agree with me before. I just I just had to pick up like uh Five hundred copies of Best Treehouse Ever Forest of Fun from the uh, from my warehouse because they're like we're running out of space and we have too many of these. So if you guys could buy some of those, that'd be awesome. It's a great Christmas game. Uh, it's <laughs> it about flying reindeer. Yeah, flying reindeer involved killer bats. It's got it's got it all really. Spider Santa
0: has been Santa has been arrested. <laughs> Wait, we gotta read the we gotta read the flavor text. Santa has been arrested.
2: So it he's been arrested, and he built a treehouse out to break his way out of prison, and he wins <laughs> because of Rudolph. I don't, I, I lost it there. I lost it, but it's okay. Um, also, games are cool. Um, I used to play them <laughs> quite often. Uh, push would be a great stocking stuffer. That's a good one. It's small
1: push is a good one. Um, set like collection.
2: Push. There's like two rules. My kind of game, right there. Yep. We Um, got that
1: for my mom actually for Christmas last year. Did
2: you? That's great. That's great. Your mom your mom your mom must be really enjoying it.
1: (laughs) And we got her bloom this year for Christmas.
0: Can I tell you guys that my, my grandmom was like I mean, she she loves card games, right? So she like used to play like, you know, Bridge and Rummy and all the whatever, Spite and Malice, Hearts, right? So, we like brought some games over. We played one game with her she couldn't crack it at all. We pulled out uh, Love Letter. She annihilated us, she shut oh, us out. So, I'm like, wow, I'm like hype. I want to show her Illimat real bad because Illimat yeah. has that vibe, <laughs> right? Illimat feels like yeah. it's an old yeah, card yeah, yeah. game. And I'm like, yo, she's going to destroy us. I can't wait until she kills us at this game.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Also, the thing you all can buy me for Christmas is this oh, yeah. this $400 chess set, because I just watched the, queen, the <laughs> Queen's Gambit. Did you just game watch it. the Queen's yeah, Gambit? Totally. Yeah, so good. How are so spoilers? I haven't my, watched it yet. I We're haven't about watched it either. It. I, I beat my eight-year-old at chess once, and I beat my wife once, so my record is is pretty good right now. I'm pretty... I'm <laughs> I, I might hang it up after this. But um, uh, there's a board that you can buy, and I don't remember what it's called, but if you Google it, you'll find it. Uh, don't type yet, Nicole. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's where, like, stop, 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 stop. I have a board and I can connect over an app and I will move the pieces on your board and you will move the pieces on my board. That's crazy. What? It's it, really cool. Like, it, cool. Yeah, but you know, it's not cheap. And there's like, there's, it a, like it. there's yeah, AI it's and all that cheap. stuff too. So if y'all want to chip hey, in, that'd be cool. You know,
1: I what I would be willing to buy you is probably a $5 iPhone app that would do the exact same thing. <laughs> Um, it just would to be physical.
2: Actually just a thought I have chess.com's app is free and it has like free coaching and stuff, so I have that too. I also lost on chess.com's app, so I guess my record isn't <laughs> perfect. Oh I lied. <laughs> uh sounds like it. Yeah, totally. And then right. I got all these games that well, are hey, showing strength that I'd highly oh, recommend you're, too.
1: You're still, still talking. Talk. <laughs> you're still talking. Always. We're gonna call it a night here, folks. <laughs> So, um all right.
2: You started if you it. want
1: to get in touch with us. I don't know why you'd want to, but if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us at buildinggamepodcast.com. Call us in seven seven oh hotel, BTG. Email us at buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at JA Slingerland at Jason Katarski, at Toits uh at podcast BTG, I guess. If you want to do that too, great, great, great. Um find us anywhere else you'd like. Uh join our Discord, the deets, uh to that. I said deets because that's the thing we said the in the nineties, I'm pretty sure um that is something you can get off the website under the discord tab please do that join our discord it's super fun uh you can talk to people on the show you can talk to other builders you can have a grand old time it's awesome so until next time we all say Good night.
2: See ya. Building the game, which isn't in France, which isn't in France. Building the game, building the game, which isn't in France, which isn't in France. Dial 770 Tell BTG.
1: Please don't use the email.